Hi, Amika. How are you doing? Hi, Anima. I'm doing good. Great. So, thank you for speaking to us. We are working on a campaign on 16 days of activism against gender-based violence. So, so have you heard about what the entire campaign across the globe is about? I am pretty much in tune that, you know, there are a lot of voices coming against uh, gender-based violence. It begins on the 25th of November, which is International Day for Eradication of Violence Among Young Women. And it goes on until the 10th of December, which is World Human Rights. You work in the media sector. Would you like to tell us about the kind of work you do on a regular basis? So I'm working with a radio company for uh, more than two years now. And I work there as a conceptualizer. So my basic work involves doing a lot of campaigns, brand solutions, media net and things like that. Like you know, and I think we were speaking earlier about this as well, that gender-based discrimination is quite prevalent across various fields, across education institutes, whether media institutes, and so on. So I wanted to know, what do you understand by gender-based discrimination or gender-based violence? So, you know, when we talk about the term gender-based discrimination, I'm sorry to say that, you know, despite we using the word gender, I can only think of women, you know? I mean, it's a neutral term, right? But uh, I think the answer lies in itself that whenever we talk about gender-based discrimination, all our examples always revolve around women. So when I uh, think of it, for me, it's all the different sort of behavior, injustice and discrimination, be it on the basis of wages, opportunities, you know, your little promotions, how you are treated by your seniors. This all boils down to gender-based discrimination and I think it's pretty evident that women are being treated extremely differently. I mean, uh, the way, you know, the progress level, the ladder of achievement for a man is and the ladder of achievement for a woman is, there are stark differences between the you know, being from the media industry. And even if you're not from the media industry, it's out there for everyone to see. I mean, you have examples like uh, Barkha Dutt, you have said D'Souza. These women are doing, you know, exemplary work in journalism. And yet, whenever you will actually go and check the comments that they are present on their Twitter accounts or, you know, their Facebook accounts, wherever they are putting out their work, it is all abusive language from all sorts of men. And what is even more interesting is that, you know, even in today's time, trolling is for everyone. But it takes a very different shade when it comes to women. It's so sexual in nature. I think, you know, that entire uh, premise of how, you know, a woman's dignity and, you know, the society's dignity, in fact, lies between a woman's vagina. That is the That entire concept is what makes everyone target women in that way. And this sort of sexual attack you will never find for men. So these sort of statements of character assassination and sexual abuse, it is always targeted towards women. And I think it has a long history, you know. It all comes from patriarchy and how we look at women. So how women are abused and treated in media is, I think, in front of everyone to see. For someone like you, like, have you ever witnessed gender-based violence of like any kind or discrimination within your industry. I mean, like this is something that you spoke about and it's uh, very prevalent and at a very large level. But what are the kind of examples you see 
around you on a regular basis you know uh, honestly in my organization i have not faced it that's a positive side but then it does not mean that i am not aware of the examples and what i've been seeing around me otherwise so let me give you a very simple example you know it starts from your smoking area those these people you know who are entering the smoking area are mostly men and the smoking area is that area which gives you access to all those bigger opportunities and conversations where you actually get to develop with the seniors so exactly from that area how a man's behavior is taken and how a woman's behavior is taken is also very different so for instance what i've observed is that uh, if you are a man and you are aggressive let's say in a meeting or in a pitch then it's actually uh, you know seen as something very impressive that you're a man you're aggressive you're passionate about your thoughts you are doing a good follow up whereas when you are a woman you are seen as a very you know bossy person and you are in fact told off for that you are asked to calm you know to calm down so it's a very weird sort of discrimination that when men and women possess the same sort of qualities one is appreciated for it whereas the other is demeaned for it from your wages to the way a leadership's role is possessed everything changes with gender what is excellent in a man can be highly highly you know poor in a woman it's like a woman is going into a meeting and how she presenting herself she's supposed to look a certain way sit a certain way speak a certain way um and yeah and often all of these things are not important for a man because like if a man is going there into a meeting he has substance which apparently a woman doesn't have so and definitely you know in fact uh, one of my friends was telling me the other day uh, she works at a different organization i am afraid i would not take the name of her organization but she actually told me that you know a fellow female uh, senior a female boss in fact asked her that if you are going to a meeting you should uh, rather change your jeans a certain way or probably you know do your hair a certain way and it baffled me i mean i fail to understand if you are going there to present a certain deal certain set of ideas right strategies right then how is your appearance making a difference here this you know specific sort of uh, look that women are supposed to have i mean what are we trying to say here that even in meetings they are not people with intellectual thoughts but they are commodities right they are again sexual objects that we want to peek at and if the client from the opposite gender likes how you are looking he might give you a chance is that what we are trying to say here what i wanted to ask you is that why do you think gender based discrimination is prevalent especially in the media industry and and i would like to like basically take this forward to another level by asking uh when we look at like media tree and then you look at popular media as well the kind that we see on television or listen to on the radio or the kind of content that gets promoted within advertisements do you see a certain kind of uh, bias or a certain kind of violence or discrimination in the creation of that content or the advertising of certain content and uh, things that you work on on a daily basis definitely you know i think that's a very very good question specifically because you know when we are designing campaigns we also come across a lot of clients and you know what are their views about their target audience when it comes to women so they have a very stereotypical thinking 
you know you will come across all these ads where they're talking about how a woman should look fair or how if it's women then the content should always be around fashion because even in radio we have these specific segments and all right they assume that you know if the content has to be for women it has to be gossipy probably you know a little shallow in nature you can't put a lot of intelligent content and expect that women would watch it so so that really uh, you know just blows my mind away that why would such a thing exist so i also wanted to say that you know when we are talking specifically about advertising and media industry in specific i think there is this weird kind of obsession with how the female employee looks my own experience from the uh, you know the first place that i went for went uh, looking for a job so it, uh, so i quit that job very soon and uh, shifted to my present job but i had this very peculiar uh, incident there there was this fellow person with me in the interview he was also appearing for uh, a similar sort of post and so we had a chat while we were waiting for the interview and then fortunately or i don't know what to say but we both cleared it and then one day he was like you know that uh, are you aware that this company only takes good looking people it's like what does that even mean so he intended to say that you know look around you there are all these people who are good looking and especially girls it's like if you are in uh, if you want to be an anchor you have to be beautiful i mean your brains will always come later your physical appearance you're always given more preference if you are a physically and stereotypically appealing woman and this is a big problem with the media industry you cannot expect to get a break if you are not looking a certain way the idea of beauty being subjective is a joke here it is not subjective people have their ideals set and they also make sure that people who are not living up to those ideals are made to feel ashamed of themselves there are several people you know who are who are aware that we'll never get certain opportunities because we do not look a certain way and it's a shame that even women are shaming women taking this conversation further i wanted to ask you that are you aware of the fact that how uh, within organizations there needs to be a committee against sexual harassment in your knowledge of various media organization is there a committee that uh, looks that you know that looks into it like a committee against sexual harassment are there trainings for your staff and if there are any cases that you know may come up within different workspaces what is the kind of attitude that these committees have so honestly we do have a lot of these uh, not exactly face to face sessions but we have this entire uh, i don't know what should i call it curriculum of sorts where we are made to go through the sort of behavior that cannot be tolerated and i think even that is a huge step so uh, there is this entire module that uh, my organization has and everyone is supposed to go through it and probably answer a few questions and it you know makes people draw uh, draw a line from touch to the sort of comments or remarks you can have and the sort of actions that will be taken against you even passing a comment on how somebody's lips are looking today or their complexion is not called for so uh, i'm sure that whenever such cases happen as per the module strict actions will be taken though honestly i'm not aware of any actions or any such cases 
being brought up in the organization before is there a way that you know that there is checking done that like everyone has read that module or some employees may not have read it until unless you go through the module and complete it you will keep getting a lot of messages so i think that sort of uh, schoolish strictness has to be maintained if you want to make people go through it there are couple of modules that we have and uh, it actually shows your progress also and the hr makes sure that everyone is progressing and doing and attending each of those modules and if you're not doing it you actually uh, end up getting you know uh, messages from your boss and even their bosses so it's being taken quite seriously here like you can't just think that you know you will skip this so there are two three ways in which we are getting reminded through our seniors through their seniors to mails from hr we don't you know uh, get a chance to skip it like a lot of your job is to get ideas into place and work with various kinds of clients so being in your position where you can influence um, how certain campaigns may go to an extent how is it that people like you you know spread more awareness around gender based violence there are several chances honestly several chances that come in our hand where we can actually give that one idea that can you know just break that stereotype honestly clients will never want you to take you know take a certain sort of stand you know it's it's very scary for them few of them are very risk taking also but usually the clients that we deal with they want to stay on the safer side and if they end up giving an opinion which is contrary to the masses then it's going to hamper their work but then as a conceptualizer i have personally always tried to give them an alternative and to tell them how you know the world is changing the society is changing especially the millennial generation it's a generation that is you know now talking about uh, uh, lgbtq rights it's talking about living relationships it's talking about a lot of those things that were considered a taboo way back so to be you know in tandem with these changes i'm trying to influence brands in a way where they actually create content which is not promoting stereotypical roles of let's say women let's say inside a kitchen but probably breaking through it like uh, you know usually for example if you had to sell kitchen appliances you would always show a woman inside the kitchen or you would start showing that you know a man is inside the kitchen and we need to upload him for it now my job is also to tell the client that good that you do are not good that you are not showing that a woman is inside the kitchen but showing that a man is inside the kitchen and appreciating him is also wrong because he is not doing a favor to anybody he is cooking it can be anybody's job so these are the different sort of outlooks alternatives that people like me can always give brands you know because these messages these messages when they come out through ads through print ads on radio if they listen to ad which says ki beta pani le aao sabzi le aao ya fir meri beti beto jaisi hai then you are again reinforcing the same sort of stereotype it's like saying that you know my daughter is as good as having a son because the underlying message is that sons are good right so you are again saying that the daughter is good because she has qualities of a son which is what we need to get rid of so which is why when we think of concepts ideas campaigns events for women we want to break away from those stereotypical notions 
we need to think differently and we can convey this to our clients also and show them the mirror that the world is changing and so should we we are doing a lot of such campaigns on air also on radio where we are sharing stories of women entrepreneurs or women who are you know doing things on their own for a lot of people in their own little bubble they feel that yes women are doing well but there are a lot of people out there who still feel that women should be inside the kitchen and for them to understand that that is not the case i think radio is very important because radio is something that really goes to the masses television and netflix and everything is far away for a large population in our country it's highly important that people like you are working on campaigns that kind of you know break the traditional roles of gender and gender identity so thanks a lot vamika for speaking to us and most welcome it was a pleasure It's been great to know the kind of work that you've been doing, but also insightful to know that the kind of problems that exist within the media industry as well.